0: One, and we are recording with my brother from another mother, Dr. Alex Diaz. Dr. Diaz, please introduce yourself, sir.
1: Tommy, it's a pleasure being with you, like, like always. I'm Dr. Alejandro Diaz. I'm a pediatric, allergist, immunologist, global health specialist, immigration doctor, and I am the uh, delegate of the World Organization for Peace in the border between Mexico and the United States and your brother.
0: Yes. And my brother. That's the <laughs> most re- the most recent thing on your resume. <laughs> um, I was going to say, what, what was it we were talking about last time? Was it, was it herpes or hepatitis? Uh, adolescent. Yeah, basically
1: we, uh, what, what we talked about the the last, uh, our last meeting was about uh, hepatitis of unknown origin in children. Yeah.
0: Is there any and development? In that? Boring,
1: still growing like monkeypox. Now we have uh, an outbreak in the U.S., southern uh, Florida of uh, meningococcal. And uh, it's, uh, you know, after, after what happened with this uh, lockdowns, masks, exce- excessive hygiene, vaccines, and so on and so forth, you know, sometimes people don't realize, and even doctors, physicians, they don't realize that we have weakened our immune system. So we're we're living in this bubble, and uh, our immune system is not challenged like a, spar- a sparring uh, round of box. So we're not we're not ready for the fight for the real fight. That's that's why boxers spar because they are training for the real fight. And this is how the immune system works. Unfortunately, we've been for 29 months lockdowns, hyper hygiene. Everybody's washing their hands, double masks, triple masks. Uh, vaccines, one booster, two boosters, three boosters, and uh, our immune system has been depressed. This is the reason why we're starting to see this kind of uh, what what we call the emergent uh, infections, like uh, monkeypox. Obviously, hepatitis that we discussed on our uh, previous meeting, um, meningococcal. We're starting to see you know cases, more cases of tuberculosis. Uh, so there's so many things coming, and then, you know, as an immunologist, I, I see I'm, I'm at my clinic right now, and I see a, a bunch of patients with different uh, uh, viruses that we don't we don't act we don't see it that often, but only after the pandemic because our immune system. You know, there are what we call opportunistic infections. Mm-hmm. These are either bacteria, viruses, fungi. And, uh, and others that they're just waiting for something to happen to happen to drop your guard. That's the immune system. And then they show up, they will flourish. And that's, we're seeing a lot of patients like that.
0: So it's kind of like uh, a strong immune system is kind of like me during the work week. Like I get up, first thing I do, put on workout clothes, I make my bed, do the dishes, put away the laundry really kind of pick up any whatever's just laying around, put everything in place, and then I go to the gym, come back, uh, podcast, go to bed. Now, if at the end of the week, uh, I decide to play video games with friends and we get shit-faced, I wake up the next day, there's crap everywhere, the, the shower curtain's half open, I got clothes on the floor, dishes are here, there's pizza boxes everywhere, And I'm probably not going to clean it up today. So then two days later, you know, maybe there are ants and I never have ants. But now all of a sudden, because I'm kind of in a weakened state, you know, everything's kind of you see it seeping in and then you slap yourself up, clean everything, open the windows, getting some fresh air and all that stuff. But so that's what it is, is you're seeing these opportunistic things that normally are held at bay.
1: That's exactly how it is. And it's a perfect example that's it. you put it perfectly. So it's it's exactly what we have right now, and we're starting to see all this uh, uh, viruses, like uh, you know, from the family of herpes, herpes virus, and 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 many other, and uh, uh, you know, autoimmune diseases and things along that line, and people is suffering. Plus, plus the capability of this engineered uh, virus, which is the, the SARS-CoV-2. That it was so well designed that uh, we're starting to see a lot of autoimmune diseases, mm-hmm. and this long and prolonged COVID, you know, people they're they have a foggy foggy brain, tired all the time, weekend uh, um, uh, they they have uh, complications with respiratory illnesses like asthma and and different things. Um, this is, it's been a, a challenge for healthcare, uh, you know, healthcare experts and doctors and so on. It's, it's been very difficult. We've been dealing with different things and uh, that we haven't seen before. You know, I've been, a, I've been a doctor for a little bit over 31 years and um, I haven't seen anything like this. And uh, as you know, Tommy, I work for as a panel physician doing immigration work for five different countries. And I, you know, I thought that I was, that I have seen all, but you know, this is, this is something totally new. It's a new chapter, actually.
0: So do you think, cause I fully believe it was engineered. Do you think that the initial like respiratory illnesses we saw in 2020, 2021, do you think that was just the first phase? Do you think that it was, there's something engineered that there's going to be a whole nother wave of
1: things years down the road. Like you said, autoimmune diseases. Is that oh, what you're De- saying? Definitely. You know, we're, we're starting to see a lot of neurological problems, a lot. From COVID, a lot. Neurological problems, immune problems, skin problems, uh, GI gastrointestinal problems. So all this uh, catalog and cascade of events that we're seeing in clinic, It's incredible. It's incredible. And, um, you know, plus plus the additional the additional, you know, the push of of the vaccine. Oh, my God. Everything. It's everything. It's coming like a cascade of events and and, um, you know, people can only hold for, you know, just uh, just for a little bit, not too much. So this is a, a huge burden when it comes for when it comes to health for, for, you know, every individual.
0: Could you maybe for, for me, is monkeypox one of those uh, opportunistic diseases? Cause Definitely. I had literally never heard of it in my life. I'd always heard of chickenpox, monkeypox that to me, at first I thought it was like a joke. Is that something that's just always at the periphery?
1: Well, uh, it's an interesting question. You know, monkeypox, the first, the first case of monkeypox was discovered in Denmark in 1958, and it was discovered in monkeys of study in a, in a in a Danish lab. The first human case of monkeypox was discovered in the Republic, the Democratic Republic of Congo in Africa and Central Africa in the children. I was back in, uh, I was 52 years ago, and there, there are 11 countries in Central and um, occidental area of uh, Africa, where they have um, constant outbreaks. It's endemic. What we call endemic. So it's it's part of the of, of that area. But we have seen monkeypox outside of those eleven countries. Just to name a few: um, Republic uh, Democratic Republic of Congo, um, the south part of Sudan, which is one of the largest. Uh, Countries in in Central Africa, Laos, um, obviously um, you know Tanzania, and countries along that, and Nigeria, and um, actually in 2000 2003 we had an outbreak in the U S. It was important mammals and and, uh, and you know rats and, and rodents that they imported from Texas to Texas. I th- I believe it was, it was in Dallas. And it infected 43 persons, specifically in the Midwest area. No one died, but you know you you get this uh, full blown of, uh, of manifestations of the disease, which is mostly like a common cold or, or a flu-like syndrome, but with uh, blisters on this on the face, on the palms of the hands, on the, the you know chest and soles. Yeah, so it's. Um, it's, it's a blistering disease and um, and it's been around for 52 years. So, but this is, you know, it's there, it's part of the same family of um, smallpox. So it's a DNA virus, double strained. It's uh, part of the pox virus family and it's smallpox, monkeypox, and what we call molluscus contagious, which is a a disease that pediatricians we see uh, kind of common, but obviously the most devastating out of those three three uh, uh, diseases is uh, smallpox. That it has been eradicated from the face of the earth, and it was declared by the WHO back in 1980. The last case in the United States United States was, if I remember correctly, was 1946 in Mexico was in 1951. And the last case was in Somalia in 1977. By the end of that decade, and uh, the beginning of the, the following decade, w- which was 1980, the WHO uh, officially subscribed that it was completely eradicated from the face of the earth. So, but uh, you know, there are some studies that there are some countries Uh, including the U.S., that they they are being stockpiling some uh, smallpox vaccines. And why? Because we're starting to see all these emergent diseases and, you know, um, uh, people who understand a little bit about bioterrorism, they know that one devastating disease who can affect and and kill a lot of people because the killing or the death rate of smallpox, it's a little bit over 38%. (laughs) So it's a deadly disease. This is why uh, I think that, you know some countries are trying to gather and stockpiling more um, uh, smallpox vaccines because of the potential threat of bioterrorism.
0: Doesn't smallpox exist in the CDC in Atlanta, and then whatever the Russian equivalent is in Moscow?
1: That is correct. That's com- correct. Not completely gone. <laughs> yeah it's yeah they, they they have you know they have the freezing oh, yeah, it's... the freezing virus and uh and um you know they're those are the only laboratories permitted yeah. to 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 have an on stock but it's you know it's a del it's a deadly virus but we have more viruses we like ebola mm-hmm. Marburg, uh bacterias uh like anthrax and so on and so forth so you know bioterrorism is something that it's a, a a it's a constant threat and then if we're if we're leaving this new era of of uh, a weakened immune system after we just live for for 29 months you know it's something that we really need to look for and, and to be prepared prepare for whatever can happen well
0: I mean, but especially with you know, just the advent of molecular biology and manipulating biology and CRISPR, it kind of seems like we're back at that, uh, I don't know, that like 1950s fear of, of nuclear Armageddon, where all of a sudden, right, we were so safe during World War II because we had the Pacific Ocean, the Atlantic Ocean, we'd see the bombers coming hours away, they weren't supersonic. And then all of a sudden we have nuclear warheads and they're put on top of missiles. So instead of bombs dropped from planes, we now had nuclear warheads on top of missiles. And so it's just this whole fear of mutual assured destruction. You know, the Soviets are hiding under the bed, like they're going to come get you. And we're always on the brink for whatever you 1940, you could say 1949 to 80 or to 91 is the cold war. And we don't really see that as much as a worry anymore because it's like the whole world has nuclear weapons and everyone hasn't pointed at each other. So it almost kind of cancels out because no one would do it. It seems like biological warfare, in my humble opinion, it seems like that's kind of making a return as this, because how else do you take on something like America or China or Russia? these huge machines with these massive industrial bases. And they crank out tanks and ships and planes and missiles and satellites. And it's just, it's what general Shiro Ishii of unit 731 in Manchuria said in world war two, he said, America is a machine society. They can pump out planes and Liberty ships and tanks like no other. It takes 18 years to grow a soldier. And that was their idea was to attack the soldier. And yeah, Marburg, Ebola, smallpox, plague. COVID seems like a relatively, like we got off easy almost. If it was a bioweapon, and I do believe it was, we got off relatively easily. Who knows what's coming next? And there's no, like nuclear weapons, there's almost no way to defend against it. You just got to get one person on one plane. As long as it has an incubation period, and it's game over.
1: That's exactly right. You know, and um, when when you're talking about uh, uh, bombs and and, and and artillery and and things, those are heavy equipments. Those are expensive equipments. It's difficult to carry. It's difficult to transport. It's difficult to manage. They're not maneuverable. They're they're expensive. And, uh, you know, there are some people who understand that uh, uh, a potential threat that it's much, much less expensive than that. And it's easier to to do harm and to affect people because that's at the end of the day, someone who wants to use that is because they want to do harm to society. Uh, They found that, you know, it's a better way, a cheaper way and a faster way to spread it. You just need a microorganism whatever that is a way to spread it and you also need your vaccine and your antidote to protect your to protect your people so i think it sounds familiar just what we've been living for the last uh, 29 months i mean i think this is a round of sparring to to just to see potentially what can happen in the foreseeable in the near future
0: so do you think this is we're trading like light blows with china or any nation whatever nation
1: yeah to to be honest i don't i don't i i I i'm speaking i'm speaking for
0: by the way everybody i'm speaking for tommy kerrigan not dr (laughs) diaz my conspiracy theories are mine and mine alone not dr diaz he's an esteemed md i'm not i'm going to talk about aliens and ufos and conspiracy theories just full disclosure
1: yeah, I I uh, I, I don't want I don't, don't want to say anything about any country, but I, what I can what I can say, with my training uh, as a global health and, and immigration doctor and immunologist and so on, is that definitely, definitely, this was uh, just like you said it, uh, Tommy. It was a uh, uh, yeah, it was like 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 loss. Just a, a round of sparring yeah. uh, for the real fight. It's not, definitely I, I cannot understand any other explanation for this. I just can't. It's and, not total uh, war. And one of the main one of one of the main purposes of bioterrorism is to cause uh, fear, terror, disease, and death. Does that ring a bell? yeah we we just we we're we're living that right now
0: yeah we're in like a weird cold war almost it's yeah rapid vaccine development using it to your advantage i mean but it doesn't seem to be all-out war right if it was all-out war you'd vaccinate your entire country and then release Ebola, right? You would, you would go for the full demolition. This seems to be a weird, almost like shadow boxing.
1: It is, it is, you know, at the end, uh, at the end is, uh, well, let's see how society behaves. Let's see with this, how everything is behaving, what will be the outcome. And uh, you know, at the end of the day, Whoever is manip- manipulating this and whoever is behind this, it's um, they're they're having a lot of fun. Yeah, they're, they're, they're seeing they're seeing exactly what they were expecting, and uh, you know, in the wrong hands, this can be something very critical. And we're we're living that. You know, everything changed, Tommy. Everything, health change, economy, diplomacy, politics, uh, borders. The, the way you fly, the way you the way you the way you travel, the way you do it, everything changed. And, but we have learned. We have learned great things. I think we're we're um, you know, especially the awakened, the awakened people, you know, people who have been able to understand exactly what's going on and have been deliberating exactly uh and connecting the dots. I think and 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 we are a lot of them, a lot of them out there. We're lear- we'll a lot. And uh, we're ready for the, for the next phase. It's just a matter that we cannot act on, on fear, but on faith. It's very important, that aspect. And obviously, everything will come with this, that we have to be uh, more diligent with our health. We have to eat better. We have to do more exercise, more sunlight, more vitamin D, zinc, vitamin C, you know, more natural oriented kind of deal um and um so I think this will be like the the new beginning like a new beginning of of humanity after this tremendous tremendous uh, uh aspect of life that we haven't we, we haven't seen it in a hundred years
0: that would be if if we learn from this and move forward that that won't be the case if there's a if somebody threw the first punch and now someone's winding up for the second, do you think we're going to see, again, just wild speculation and not naming, not saying individual countries, but do you think we're going to see another thing break out like SARS-CoV-2? Something Would it be a, 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 a genetically manipulated monkeypox or, I don't know, like strep throat or just something that... Because right, I mean, respiratory viruses aren't a new thing. It's just, but this one was very odd, and there are a lot of things about it that have people pointing to it, saying it looks like it was created in a lab. Do you think we're going to see it again, or or do we not see it again? Because this virus hurt every country. There's no one country that came out of it unscathed. Because if one country came out of it unscathed,
1: that would be suspicious. <laughs> we go. Hey, <laughs> exactly. what's that guy doing? what everyone
0: got hurt so do we not see another one but or or are we in the age of just this is the new war the the warfare is not hijacking planes is you know one from missiles went from nuclear one from you know world war ii went from just outright invasion and attacks like pearl harbor and then it went to nuclear posturing and proxy wars like the cold war And then we saw, you know, we've seen 20 years of terrorism, car bombs and suicide bombers and hijacking planes. Is this the new, are we just in the, is this the most modern form of, of just global war posturing with, with, I don't know, just tailored weapon or tailored molecular weapons?
1: You know, it's a very interesting question. Tommy, and uh, you know, first of all, I would like to share with you and the audience that uh, SARS-CoV-2, that we first heard about that in back in December 19 of 2019 in Wuhan, China. And I go like this because obviously it was not the first case; it was way back before, but it was at least more public. Um, it's a virus that it's part of the coronavirus family, that there's seven viruses in that family, and we've been living with coronavirus for centuries, and centuries, and centuries. That's number one. Number two is that this SARS-CoV-2, it's here to stay. It's not going anywhere. It's going to be here for many, many, many years. I don't know how many, but a lot. Uh, That's number two. Number three, when when you go to the Let's let's say a, a kid um, starting at birth. When they give him a shot of hepatitis B, when they give him a shot of varicella, of polio, of MMR, and so on and so forth, those are diseases that are preventable for the vaccine. You know, it's a principle, it's it's a it's a basic principle of immunology. If that's immunology 101. So having said that is that once you are with a vaccine to prevent this communicable disease, you will never get that disease again. So in other words, I vaccinate my kid for varicella. He will never get varicella. Hepatitis B, never. Hepatitis A, never. Um, and so on and so forth. MMR, anything you can imagine. Uh VTAP, DTAP. For diphtheria, tetanus, and, and uh, pertussis. How can we think that with this virus and the vaccine that it was extremely rapid developed, that usually takes from 12 years to 14 years to develop four phases of vaccines once they started? So, and they can go to the market. They did it in, in, in record time. They did it in record time, and I'm talking about like nine, at the most 10 months, and it's there. It's not preventing anybody to get COVID. It's not preventing anybody to go to the hospital. It's not preventing anybody to go to the ICU or even die. So what is the common variable here? So we need to understand that, unfortunately, we have, you know, people have been misled, and... um, we don't. We don't have more free-thinking doctors because, at some point, you know, most of doctors they work for an institution for this, for here and there, and and we have, we have lost our principles in our Hippocratic oath that first do no harm and I will not inject poison to anybody. That's what we uh, uh, swear when we became doctors on the Hippocratic oath. So uh, this is this is a time of of profound awakening of humanity and understanding that, um, we have to be, we we have to, we have to bring more values to our, to our, to our societies, to our homes, with our kids, with families. And, uh, you know, we're, we're living, we're living in a very difficult, very difficult and cynical world.
0: Yeah. Um, what you were saying about the, the vaccine development, how quick it was on one hand, you know, I've tried to play devil's advocate, be like, all right, it was like a war footing. Nobody knew what this was. So they're cranking this thing out immediately. It doesn't, you know, maybe it's not that safe, but whatever. It's like, yeah, you know, it's like World War II, you know, we're building like 10,000 rifles a day. Yeah, some of them don't fire. Sorry, we're fighting the Germans. Like, you know, it's just, okay, sure, maybe. But if they're not, if it's not, if it's not preventing contraction, if it's not preventing spreading, it's not preventing hospital visits or ICU visits, what, in your opinion, as 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 the good doctor, what is is it is it just a money grab is there something more nefarious is it just a, is it just chaos and any patterns we see are just our own mind it's like seeing a shape in a cloud it's just what you see if you see a whale it doesn't mean anything it's just that's how the cloud looks is there something behind this what do you think and i don't want to again because i i'll go way off on the rails and, and i don't want to do that cuz you are you're the doctor but if I can ask your opinion, what do you, what is it? What, 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 what is the, the mad rush for vaccines still being used for variants that don't even exist anymore? What?
1: Tommy, you, you, you said it, uh, you, you said some interesting points. Can you repeat at least five of those points, the one in the middle that you just said, you know, because of this, 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 and that, and then ask me the question again, please?
0: Oh. Um well one, I said I didn't want to put words in your mouth because you're you're the good doctor and you're still a <laughs> practicing physician. I don't want to, I don't wanna, I don't want you to have to co-sign what I'm saying. If we developed it this quickly, could it just be, hey, we weren't, you know, maybe maybe the intelligence community. So number one, we developed it really quickly in 10, 10 months. Could that be because the intelligence community comes out and this is something like 9/11 and they're like, we don't know what this is, we need you to make a ma- vaccine immediately. If it's not 100% safe, maybe it kills 30,000 Americans, but if it saves 300 million, then we're going to do it. We're going to get rid of the normal phase one, two, three, four trials because we have intelligence that says this is a bio-weapon. So that's like the first. And that would kind of lead into the second. It doesn't even really work that well, but it's better to have something than nothing. Okay. Or number three, is it just a just a money grab or number four is it part of something even larger is this part of a way to weaken the immune system of entire populations
1: and my answer to that that's why i ask you to to repeat those because they're very interesting it's all of the above (sighs) all of the above okay I, i don't find i don't find as a scientist uh, i don't find any other reason, you know at the end of the day if you you know this is a massive a massive amount of money that you know that has been recollected for for from for, for immunizations for, for from the jab it's an, it's a massive we're talking about billions and billions and billions of, doctor, of dollars that's from one aspect one side of the coin on the other side of a token it's obviously a matter of control sure it's control
0: yeah, IDs, vac- vaccine IDs, passports, movement of people. That's that's it's one of the hallmarks of a dictatorship.
1: So when you control a society, when you control a population, you 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 will tell them what to do, what what not to do, where to go, what to say, what not to say. You control the population. And 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 everything gets based on fear. Everything gets based on fear. So when 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 you have a population based on fear they finally and at the end of the day they will be doing anything you want them to do yeah do you give
0: any credit
1: to the idea
0: that this is meant to cause mass infertility that this is meant to that this isn't one nation sparring with another but rather a top down mechanism of control to get i mean you have jane goodall talking at the world economic forum the other day saying how it would be really good if we got rid of about 90% of the population. I don't know if you saw that. The She, she said, we'd be really great if we had about 500 million people, not 7.5 billion. I mean, that's that's odd. Is there something, they're, they're ratcheting up climate change, they're ratcheting up... It, it, I mean, really, if you want, I'll, I'll put the tinfoil hat on. It does in many ways seem like they're just trying to eradicate a lot of people am i too conspiratorial am i being too cynical is it again i don't want to put words in your mouth because you are the you are the professional with many titles and uh, i don't want to, i don't want to drag you through the mud but it's seems... you know i
1: i uh it, it's been a while Tommy, since i lost fear of of, of, of telling the truth it's okay. been a while it, right. took, it took me some time to develop this this level of maturity and understanding, uh, so I'm I'm ready and able and able to to tell the truth, you know the inconvenient truth. So definitely, definitely, I I think that that's exactly what happened. You know, the agenda of reduction of the of the population has been there for 50 years, and you know whoever is doing that, they've been kind of successful in different ways so the last census of of population in the world uh it's it's estimated approximately with a eight eight uh eight thousand million eight thousand million people the agenda what they want to do it's 500 million that's it that's it for the entire world and um, if you look at the statistics of birth in the last twenty-four months in Europe, it, it's incredible. It's it's dropping. It's going in in a very low and, and scary low of of um, of birth statistics in Europe specifically. So they, they don't have kids anymore. So it's 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 part of it's part of that agenda, not only with the with the. Um, the social aspects that we're living and 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 experiencing, the lack of values, but also what's behind the, pand- the, the pandemic. It's it's dropping the rates of birth at, at at an increased rate. It's incredible what's going on, and and like for example, you're you were mentioning about you know the benefit of the doubt, potential de- the benefit of the doubt of this the, tremendous pandemic that it it will affect the world and everything. We have to develop a vaccine immediately. We can do it. We have we have technology. We have this. We have that. I I would ask you this, Tommy, and to the audience to to think about it. We've been like 45 years with AIDS.
0: Yeah. How come we haven't?
1: And 30 million people have died and many more have get, get infected with AIDS, with HIV. Why they haven't been able to develop that vaccine for HIV It's just a very simple question. It's a, it's a first grade question. It's very simple and there's no answer. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, HIV virus is not more complex than, than SARS-CoV-2. From the molecular biology standpoint, it's not more complex. Why they develop whoever, whoever that was, why they developed the vaccine in record time for this virus? That uh, unfortunately, zero point zero one percent of the population died, and and they and they did all this, and five hundred million people got infected, and they did this in record time, but they don't do that for AIDS. HIV. HIV, yeah or tuberculosis, or yeah. malaria, you know? Last year, 1.5 million people died of tuberculosis. No one talks about tuberculosis. No one talks about the uh, millions and mi- millions of people getting infected of malaria. So it seems like the superstar, the the, the main focus, was, was on, on SARS-CoV-2, on, on coronavirus. What about the rest of the diseases because they are poor in poor countries? And no one care about those countries in Africa, Central Africa, Western Africa, the Philippines, uh, Sri Lanka, Laos, uh, Cambodia, and so on and so forth. Of course, the doctors, we care about people. Doctors, real doctors, free-thinking doctors, we care about humanity. We don't care if somebody is from New York or from Sri Lanka or from Buenos Aires or Mexico. We care about people. But we never we never hear about tuberculosis outbreaks in India. We never hear about tuberculosis outbreaks in in Makati, Philippines, or Quezon City. You know, it's a little bit of an unfair game from the health from the healthcare standpoint.
0: It's kind of like um, it's kind of like the absurd hyper focus the world has on Russia and Ukraine and not to make light of it. I mean, it's terrible not to make light of it. I don't have no opinion on it either way, but like, what about, what about like 2 million Uyghur Muslims in concentration camps in China? What about all the concentration camps in North Korea? What about the United States bombing weddings in Yemen? It's kind of weird that like, or Syria, it doesn't mean that like, doesn't mean that like Russia invading Ukraine isn't bad not at all it is weird though that all of a sudden the global eye just zooms in on this one and it's like what about all all? it can't help but make you feel like there's something you're not getting the full picture or there's something behind it Why? You
1: you know how it's called Tommy the art of distraction
0: yeah yeah
1: that's exactly, that's exactly what's going on. And look, look what's going on with immigration, Tommy. It's, it's incredible. It's insane. It's, it, this is something that we haven't seen in, in, in decades or probably in the history. I mean, this, this immigration aspect, everything that it's coming, all, all this flooding people coming from all over the world through Mexico to the United States, it, it's incredible. You know, and uh, and, and I, I am pro-immigration, pro-orderly immigration. Obviously, that's good for the world, not only for the U.S., not only for Mexico, but for the world. Societies and, and communities grow because of immigration at an orderly p- pace. But I'm talking about, you know, they, 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 uh, they bring diseases. They bring several things that are challenges for public health. Uh, you know uh, situations and, and for communities, so we have to we have to strengthen our ability to screen for immigrants. You know doctors specialized in immigration medicine, who understand exactly the type of different diseases that they come from different countries. So that's this is why plus plus the COVID and pandemic and everything. This is why we're starting to see all this uh, emergent disease. You know this. Uh, new, not new, but the emergent diseases. It is incredible. It kind of it's
0: almost like volleyball or something, you know, when someone just kind of just pops it right up really lightly and then someone else comes up flying behind it, spikes it with the hammer of God. Oops. Or like an alley-oop in the NBA. Somebody just pops it and then another guy grabs it and windmills it. Exactly. That's kind of what like COVID seems like, like 0.01% death rate. It's just this tiny little, like you just, you're placing it right over the net. Exactly. And and then Pfizer and the world health organization comes over and they're like, pound it into the ground. And it's like, that was set up. That was, you know, what is the purpose? I mean, again, speaking for me, but like, I mean, they've been overpopulation this, that forever. I mean, Henry Kissinger was talking about it in the 70s, wasn't it? I mean, Bill Gates has been talking about it as long as, back as I can remember. talking exactly. about it, Forever. The ice caps are going to be gone next year. And by the year 2000, New York's going to be underwater. Carbon footprint. Humanity bad. We're growing, growing, growing diseases. You have all this stuff going on. You can't help but go, and here's a thing. Now, if it is depopulation... I don't think they're outright going to inject something that just makes people drop dead. I think you'd have riots in the streets. I think they're probably much smarter. It's going to be something where 80% of people that get it can't successfully have kids. And it's a passive depopulation. You didn't kill anybody per se. You just can't have kids anymore. You know, it'd be like uh, it'd be like if the bar closes, if the last call is at 2 a.m. But the bar doesn't close till 3 a.m. I'm not going to come and take your drink from you. You just can't order anymore. Exactly. And so, like, that's how you because if you just went and took everybody's drink, all the drunks are going to start yelling and throwing punches <laughs> versus if you just say last call and you ring the bell. All right. You can do enjoy your drink. And then when it's over, you go, you're not mad. You're like, well, they did say it was last call. That's kind of what I think it is. And I mean, the motive is there. It's all that's talked about. It's just pounded down your face every day. Carbon footprint. Meat is bad. What you're doing, you're growing and growing and growing. And then again, Henry Kissinger, the useless eaters. And then they're all talking about the 500 million. That's always been the number spouted. I mean, that was on the Georgia Guidestones forever. And then Jane Goodall said it at the World Economic Forum. I mean, it's so in your face, and it was all rolled out so uniformly, just so uniformly.
1: Exactly, and and, and to, 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 totally, and um, within the same line of thinking, Tommy, uh, and and I do admire, I do admire a lot, Elon Musk. I, I think he's a great guy he's a fantastic person and uh he's an extremely intelligent person you know the richest man in the planet sure. ever yeah but he's trying to explore mars he's he's trying to explore other other so so it seems like the path is pretty obvious we just need to put everything together just just connecting the dots so if i had the opportunity to someday talk to him i will ask him, Mr Musk I admire you you're fantastic your IQ it's above everybody else in the world and you you you've become with wonderful things but don't you think that with all your power your integrity your capacity wouldn't be fair to fix and try to help the problems we have here in house than to be exploring something else so why wouldn't you be trying to explore something else when your house is not fixed. First, let's try to fix our house, our home, and then we'll look for for other places. But this is, it just doesn't make sense. And we're we're looking at that every day, Tommy, every day.
0: I think it kind of does make sense, though. If this guy is so smart... Right. We're, and we're We're all admitting he's smart. Three hundred fifty billion. Guy ain't dumb. And he's going, we got to go to Mars. And we're saying, how come we're not fixing the home? He can't help but think he's so smart. He's looking at the home and going, it can't be fixed. If the smartest guy is saying we got to get out of here. Exactly. Maybe exactly. you, maybe you and I are dummies. We're going, let's fix Earth. He's going he's going you can't fix earth maybe or it's a two pronged system depopulate the earth and if that still doesn't work with just the 500 million let's make sure we have a, a secondary place ready but if you did that you'd go to the moon not Mars
1: It, it plus, you know, Tommy, we have other pandemics. We have many pandemics. Yeah, not only COVID. We have, you know, we have the the hunger pandemic. You know, there's people starving to death every single day in different countries: Central America, South America, Central Africa. There's kids dying every single day because of because of lack of food and and resources and everything. And um, and I, I think we we we're becoming a very a very um, meaningless society. In in terms of, we we, we we have to care for each other. We we have to bring more values. I'm I'm pro values, pro family, pro life. Um, this is this is a matter of bringing everybody together and try to and and try to understand that this is our home. This is our place. We 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 have. We used to have beautiful valleys. You know, I was, I was, I had the opportunity, the amazing opportunity to talk to Robert F. Kennedy Jr. And I know, we I saw
0: about, that. And I'm very jealous. I've tried to get him on here several times. And we'll,
1: we'll, we'll get him. We'll get him on your show.
0: It's always been a maybe. It's been a, it's been teasing me for like eight months. I think I first contacted him last October. Like, maybe, and, maybe, maybe.
1: And I was, I was very, I was very impressed having the opportunity to be talking to a person like himself and and he just wrote a book well you know his book yeah, the, the real anthony book, the real anthony Tauci, which is more than a book i think it's a documentary it's mm-hmm. it's an amazing book but he just wrote a, a new book that it's called american values okay. lessons i learned from my family i think you're gonna love that you're gonna love that uh that book Um, and, and that's, that's exactly what we, we've been losing those values, not only in the United States, but in Mexico, in, in everywhere, you know, because we're, we, we lost track of our path. We need to refine our path. We need to be pathfinders in order to, to, you know, one of the main goals in life, it's to be happy. Mm -hmm. Tommy. Is one of the main goals, and it's free. It's free. We can achieve that happiness through being humans and being nice to each other, help uh, the, the the need, and uh, just do no harm. But it's exactly the opposite of what we're looking everywhere in the world, and I I do get disappointed every day when I watch the news. When 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 we have the cape of yes yes. Humans, we have a, uh, an absurd capability of destruction, but we also have an unparalleled uh, capacity of love to love people. And I think we're losing—we're losing our objective. And you know, my hope and my dream is that we awaken from from this nightmare that we've been living in the last uh, whatever whatever years have been. But I know we can do it. We can do it with people like you, with um, you know, people interested in in this kind of values. I don't know what you think, Tommy, th- about do th- that. Do you think that
0: do you think that this is almost like a global value vaccination? It's like we kind of have to let the world go to shit. Before you get a kick in your pants, to be like, dude, we've got to, we got to do. I mean, we watched World War II. We did the lend lease program. We were giving ships to Britain and you spending some cash here. We didn't really want anything to do with it. And then Japan came and beat the shit out of Pearl Harbor. And we were like, all right, let's, you know, kind of like, let's go do this. Sometimes you need that though, right? Sometimes you need to, yes. sometimes you need to wake up one morning uh, spectacularly hungover to go, ah, uh, I need to take a break from alcohol, right? Where you're smoking weed too much and you're like, I've been sitting on a couch eating Domino's for the last week. I I need to go for a run. Sometimes you have to kind of fall and you get that vaccination. It's a vaccination. You, You touch the fire so that you go, okay, let's stay away from it. You burn your finger so that you remember it's hot so you don't accidentally just walk into a fire and burn your whole body. I can't, and maybe this is just the optimist in me, I can't help but think that everything that's going on right now, I don't know if I don't think that it would be intentional, but it seems like we're kind of being walked towards a a precipice of, I mean, I've been alive for 31 years, and it gradually seems like every year there's just this doom and gloom feeling, and whether it's 9-11 or 08 financial crash or... Uh, 2020 riots and then COVID and and Russia and and going into Ukraine and is China going to move on Taiwan and it just are kind of moving towards their censorship here and you open the borders there and vaccine mandates here and you're tr- printing eight trillion dollars, it almost seems like it's getting so bad to the point where that's the only way we'll ever change. Like why else would I be having these conversations with you and Doctor Malone and Do- I'm thirty one. I should be having conversations about like hot chicks, bars, and football, <laughs> but instead I'm talking to you, and I'm been banned from YouTube, and I'm just still firing away. Like there is, you really can't get anyone to care. I mean, the smoke is in your room, and you finally go, "All right, I think the building's on fire. We got to get out." <laughs> like maybe it's that. Maybe that's the only way to kind of kick us into overdrive. Is the world has to? Because when everything's perfect, why? or seemingly perfect, at least, at least acceptable, what's your incentive to change? I mean, sports are great. The economy is okay. McDonald's is a dollar. What do you, what do you care what's going on? Maybe it has to start to fall apart in front of your eyes before you do something. So that's kind of why, so you asked Tommy, what do you think? That's kind of what I think is, I think that this is probably some, not designed but some sort of like meta bio biosphere feedback system probably some like global i mean just like you know changing levels of o2 and co2 and mountains rising i think there's probably some net you know like populations of deer like balance itself no one's controlling it it's been going on for a million years but they're just these natural feedback systems I feel like there's some like psychological feedback system where it's the vibration is rising so much that the whole world is starting. Like you can't ignore it anymore and you can add more violence to it or you can say like, we can't do this anymore. You just have to kind of start exuding love. That's what I I think it's probably some, hyper complex global biosphere feedback system So who knows has probably happened before maybe it happened in like ancient egypt maybe it happened maybe that's what led to the renaissance maybe that's what led to the colonists coming over to the new world but just like some boiling point that we can't understand just like all the the bacteria in my gut can't possibly understand, you know, that I operate a podcast. They're they're just digesting molecules of food. They can't understand the complexities of the internet and relationships and getting in a car and building something. We are probably as, not dumb, but unable to understand whatever this complex thing is just like a a parakeet can't understand calculus. So that's my long answer to what, what I think it is. I think it's probably some natural feedback system that if you zoomed out and each year was a second, would probably be very quickly. It'd be like dropping this and it bounces up. But it's like waves. Waves crash every couple seconds. But if you look at hills, hills are waves. They're just made of rock and it takes a millions. Of, but mm-hmm. if you fast forward it to millions of years, you'd mm-hmm. see the land, exactly. you'd see mountains going like that. You'd be going, Oh my God. But instead it's just happening really slowly. I think we're in a very slow, we're watching slivers of a feedback and, and maybe it doesn't take a year. Maybe this feedback system takes 10 years, maybe in the year 2050, everything's great. And we'll look back and say, it all started in 2020. That's what I think it is based on nothing.
1: (laughs) And I I, I think, and I think Tommy that you're absolutely right. You know, it's, you know, our planet, it's like the organism. It's like our body. Yeah. So we are, you know, over 2 billion cells. Our organism has, you know, 2 billion cells and we're constantly, constantly, constantly uh, renovating cells. And renovating tissues and renovating, uh, 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 you know, the uh, systems. So that's, that's the same example with cancer. You know, we, we have the capability of getting rid of cancer naturally. Naturally. Cancer is basically an inflammation of some part, some tissue, some group of cells in, within our bodies that it's like rejecting and it's like saying, you know, there's something wrong. If you let this grow, you're gonna die, and I think it's that's exactly the way you put it. That's exactly what what we've been living in, in in society for the last 50 years. And and one of the things, and and forgive me to keep saying this, but this is what I truly believe. We have I'm a Christian, uh, Tommy. I'm a truly believe in in Jesus Christ, and I, I you know I got baptized at the at the Jordan River in Israel. Oh, I will cool. tell you about that story. And on another podcast but it was it was amazing and it changed and it touched my spirit my life and uh so i really think that one of the one of the big mistakes that as a society worldwide worldwide that we have put that we have taken god out of the agenda
0: Mm
1: -hmm. he's not important anymore it's what we want what we believe what we desire I mean, you talk to a a kid in elementary school, in a teenage, you know, in the early early stages of high school, and you will be surprised how they have been brainwashed right now. You know, it it really makes, uh, uh, makes sick to my stomach, the things that I've heard on a daily basis, the way that they're stuck with this, they're stuck with this, with the you know, full of, of massive information that they're just uh, they're just being brainwashed on a single on every moment, every day, and obviously they're they're so young that they don't have the maturity and the capability to understand all that information they've been feeding and feeding and feeding with this information. They they're confused. They are confused, and they are the future doctors. They are the future lawyers and architects and judges and and, and parents. So I really think that we are at a a crossroads, at a crossroad that we have to make smart decisions Tommy, This is what I have in my heart. And I will, you know, I'm very thankful for you, a young man, intelligent, a brilliant guy like you. Give me the opportunity to express some of the ideas that I have And and some of the things that I have in my heart, but I I see, like, for example, you know, I'm from Mexico. Mm -hmm. I was born and raised in Mexico and so on and so forth. And uh, I'm I'm very, I'm very uh, sad of what's going on in Mexico. It's going, I don't know where. It seems that there's no, there's no path. We're living a civil war, uh, a mask, mask civil war that no one is talking about. But we've been living that for 25 years. And no one has been able to address that. And we don't understand why. And everything gets complex. And people is dying every day and killing and, and so many things. And, and uh, because it's, it's what we desire. It's what we have. It's what we want. So we are a cynical society. And we have to mature. We have to increase our, our spiritual level. Have more faith instead of fear, because those those behaviors are just only based on fear. It's like it's like a wild it's like a wild um, wolf. If it's based on fear, he will bite you and he will kill you. Mm-hmm. And this is how we are behaving. We we've been manipulated by whoever that group or system is, and we're, we're paying the consequences. We're paying those, those bills.
0: It, do, it does seem like, I mean, it's not an original thought, but there's just, it seems like there's always just so much effort to instill fear and division. I think it was Joe Rogan that said it in like 2015. and it, it, it was such a simple statement, but it's still kind of profound. He was like, isn't it weird how we've never had a president just call a, con- a press conference and be like, hey, just real quick, like, let's all, can everybody just try to be like really nice to each other? We've never had that. Never had a president be like, hey, listen, there's a complex world. Our military is out there. The intelligence community, it's a dangerous world. They're nuclear missiles and they're terrorists that being said hug your neighbor like we've never no one's ever right you you don't this podcast isn't going to get traction you and i are talking about love and opportunity what do people want to see they want to see a shooting they want (laughs) to see a cartel in mexico beheading someone that's what you're like yeah that's what i want to see instead of being like why don't you try to understand that we're all everyone's going through a hard time and just try your hardest to showed even the tiniest smile no no one ever makes if you do make a comment about that you get laughed at it, it that seems to just be indicative of, of us like i mean how cool would it be if, if biden just in his next thing si- signed off and he's like by the way like love each other life short well that might be bad people might think that means nuclear war but like just something like hey you know you, you know it just love each other the world is so full of hate why don't you just love each other like what if like what if biden just said that like that would be even just something so tiny like i mean maybe i'm just being idyllic i'm just being rose tinted and the whole world is you know it's i'm just living in a bubble because someone's not banging down my door and there aren't cartels in the streets but like I mean, I understand that like we are the warring ape. We are carbon-based life forms that seek to reproduce more than our neighbor and want to consume more resources than others. I get like the basics of the game. I understand the the four the four the electromagnetic, the weak nuclear, strong nuclear, and the gravitational force. I get it. And we got we're bipedal organisms on a sphere. I understand the game. I I, I get it. We're tubes, goes in, goes out, we reproduce. Got it. But like, it seems like no one's even making an effort. To, like if you're, it's like, sure, it's it's hard to learn how to die. Like I grew up with a mom that made us eat healthy. And that's just instilled in me. So even at 31, there's always part of me that's just, I just know, like, no, 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 go, you have the vegetable, eat this, eat, you know, drink water, not so just basic little things. And then there are people that didn't grow up with that guidance, but they're still making an effort. You see them at the gym and know they're not where they want to be, but you're making an effort versus like someone that just weighs like 800 pounds. And it's like, they're not even trying like, Hey dude, I get where you, where you are. I know that it probably seems like you can't lose any weight and it's very intimidating, but like you could at least I don't know, take one of those like hand things and do a workout. Like you're not even doing that. You're not even replacing the soda with water. Like,
1: you know, what? you know why? And it's an interesting, that's an interesting point. Very interesting point. I mean, you know why? And I was talking about pandemics. We have different pandemics. One, one pandemic, it's obesity. Yeah. It's it's incredible. The amount of these people in the world. And you know why they don't do that? Not even this. Because there's lack of motivation. There's lack of motivation. If you motivate somebody, if you give them the, the specific why and how, and you provide them the tools, and you, you provide them the, the opportunity, and you talk to people, that's what I do every day on my practice. And I practice uh, tummy. Every day, I'm, I'm, I don't want to be just a doctor. I don't want to be just another doctor prescribing some medications and listening. To their complaints, I want to be a health coach. I want to be a spiritual coach. I an, an opportunity to have somebody sitting here, and 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 provide me with their, uh, you know, either if it's uh, a headache or allergies or so on and so forth. Most of the time, they have different origins. it was, it's not why why they here. They come here. To be listened. They come here for someone to be compassionate, to understand that there's not only 208 bones and 535 muscles and four chambers and two lungs and two kidneys and a liver. No, there's something more than that. So you're talking to the human being. Of course, you try you're gonna try to help them to get ease those problems and that inflammation and so on and so forth, but the perfect opportunity to increase the healing is when you listen to people, when you care, when you care for them and you provide hope and you give them p- tools. You know, many times I pray here with my patients. And even if, if it's the first time that I've seen him, but I feel the need, you know, he, and they start crying on me. Like you cannot imagine, like, doctor, this is the first time ever I've been with doctors my entire life because of this chronic condition. So I never experienced what I just experienced here. And I told him, you know, I don't know if I will see you again, but I, what I do know is that I just, I just put a seed in your spirit, in your heart. Yeah. And that's one of our, that's one of our uh, most important tasks as doctors, as physicians to listen to our patients, to give them hope, to tell them that we are here for them, to help them. And like the Hippocratic says, first, do no harm. Primum non nocere. Originally written in Latin. And that's exactly what we have to do. And that's exactly the same with the pandemic and SARS-CoV-2 and COVID-19 vaccines and Paxlovid and and uh, anything you can imagine under the sun—it's just a, a miscommunication, misleading of people.
0: So then, it seems like the conclusion is: is it's kind of simple, and it's not unique. But you and I can't sit here and bitch about how, everything, how bad everything is. Is you have to be the change you want to see in the world, right? It's not that's not some unique statement that's not that's not a profound that's so as old as time but i mean really you gotta that's what you gotta do is instead of just saying you're not even trying to lose weight instead of saying that i should say hey man you should you should start taking baby steps in the right direction at the very least
1: that's what i like your i like your example of how do you call this? The, I don't know
0: the what that, crunch, it's like about. that weird crunch thing. Yeah. I, you know, I have I one of those,
1: actually. I have one of those. And it's, you can start with this. Yeah. Baby steps.
0: But even that, I should have said it differently. Instead of saying, why aren't you even doing this? Should be, hey, man, you can start as simple as this. Because if I'm just yeah. sitting here berating you, well, that's just gonna like that's gonna negative, that's gonna be a negative Pavlovian condition. You are be like, fuck this guy, He's just yelling at me. Instead, you should be like, hey, you should at least start with this. Do one today, try to do two tomorrow. Just that. Yeah, so you just
1: you know, one of the things that I and you're absolutely right, Tommy. You know, one of the things that I That I systematically ask my my patients is that you know I care about things that they never been asked before. Like, how's your sleep? How's your family? How's your how's your communication with your husband, your wife, your kids? No one asked. Nobody asked them that, and they feel like, oh my god, this is what's going on.
0: Yeah.
1: Why is he asking me? Why is he not only asking me? Where's the headache? And when did it start? And it it increases with this and decreases with that, and you have palpitations, you have this like we, we, we are more than just a, a textbook. Yeah. we are human, human to human talking trying to solve problems and give them hope. yeah, so I, I live to that and, and you know it's amazing, amazing the recovery of somebody that is coming to see the doctor and you listen to them half. Half of the problem you're fixing or you're, you're helping with by just listening and being kind. Yeah. It's incredible, Tommy. I've been experiencing this for many, many years.
0: Have you ever read, um, uh, house of God by Samuel Shem?
1: No, but I've heard it's. I've heard it's. It's, it's like
0: required reading to the guy. He wrote it in like 1970. The Harvard resident. It's. It's like I'll, we can wrap it up. It's like a like required reading for like pre-med, Like unrequired, but required. I read it and it scared the hell out of me. But I mean, he talked. You know, hundred hour work weeks. They're smoking meth in the bathrooms just to stay awake. They're having sex with nurses. It's crazy. But he talks about after four years of pre-med at Harvard and after four years at Harvard med school, and now he's at Harvard residency with mass general, he calls it the house of God. Um, (laughs) He he never calls it Harvard, Harvard medical school. They call it best medical school. They don't call it Harvard undergrad. They call it best undergrad. And, you know, so they don't call it mass general. They call it house of God, but he talks about finally after four years, pre-med four years, med however many years residence, he finally realized he's the single most effective thing was to do nothing and just listen to the patient. Not a thing. You, you tell me what's going on. All right. You write it down, give him an IV or some water, nothing. Just give him a Tylenol. Just what's going on. What's going It's an w- old woman with a urinary tract infection. How about your, how's your grandson doing? You go on and on and he goes, and then I would leave and I would just do nothing. Unless it was like, unless it was pressing, you know, like they were having a heart attack where it's okay. We got to pick exactly, it. ER. Exactly. He goes, because he kind of just turns into like a psychopath towards the end he goes i just stopped doing anything he became like he finished top of his class he got all these honors from the chief of medicine what is it, the name of the book house of god by samuel shem a- i'm gonna S- i'm
1: gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna get it today
0: s-h-e-m dude it is the it is it, by it who is samuel shem s-h-e-m that's his pen name i, I, I think his real name's like Nick Berg or something, but he's this dude. It is the most raunchy, drug filled, sex filled, vulgar. He eventually becomes a psychiatrist because he realized that he's like, if the only if the only thing that worked was to do nothing, then why not just sit there and listen to people? It's so because at the end, he gets the highest marks. The chief of medicine comes to him and he's like, "You're going to treat our VIP patients now." And he's just like, his friends are like, "What's the trick?" He's like, "I don't do anything. I just ask them how they're doing." I give them some glucose. Nothing. Of course, <laughs> they're cured of their cancers. Their urinary tree, they all go away. They sleep well. How's the grandson doing? How's the husband doing? You know how's, how's your sister? That's wonderful. It is. It is crazy weather we're having. You're gonna be all right. Doesn't hook them up with shit. Doesn't give them any medications. And like, <laughs> and like, reality, he should be sued for malpractice. But like, he had the best. His his like, he had the best outcome. He had the best outcome, and uh and at the end, that's
1: exactly what really matters. <laughs>
0: yeah, is <laughs> yeah. He but he just listened to people. He was like, "Yeah, what's going?" And, you know, unless if it was like a pressing thing, like a heart attack. He was just, "What's going on?" Yeah, sure. Yeah. That's kind of really all people needed. Now, that's not to say don't practice medicine, but like you need to read it, man. Get it on Audible or something. I, I will.
1: I, I already have it. I'll, I have it right on, and uh, I'm is. gonna I'm gonna order this book because it you really bring my you know, it got my attention because that that's the way that I kind of the way that I practice medicine.
0: Yeah. I i brought it up at every med school interview I was at. I was like, and did you guys read house of God? And you'd see them all look at you and kind of smile and be like, maybe because <laughs> they don't want to scare you off. Yeah. I Whenever I go to the doctor, I always ask them as they're leaving. I'll be like, did you read house of God? And they'll all smile and be like, yeah, <laughs> and it's, like, it's like, yeah, and it's like, it's it's like the black book of medicine it's like what you don't learn in undergrad but it's oh, just yeah. the yeah it's a
1: great book and oh thank you thank you so much tommy thank you
0: with that dr diaz let's wrap this one up man i kept you 20 minutes longer than i said i would and uh i would love to have you on again sometime
1: definitely it's gonna it's always a pleasure tommy i learn a lot from you um uh i'm very honored to be on your show Thank and, and thank you for giving me the opportunity.
0: Thank you thank, so much. Thank you, Dr. Diaz, as always. I love you, my brother.
1: Love you, my uh, brother.
0: Probably from another mother. Stay safe, everybody. And love each other. Just do so. At least try. Do the hand crunch. At least smile at somebody. And if the world still goes to shit, well, at least you tried. Exactly. That's all, that's that's it, all I that's got. Just brother. just smile. Beautiful. At someone. That's it. Beautiful. Thank you, sir. Stay safe, everybody.